So, uh, <clears throat> how's everybody doing? Barry, Barry the Wonder Cat, just joined the show. Yeah, he's uh, he's gonna hang out. He's gonna watch. You'll probably hear him a little bit in the background, <laughs> getting mad at the crickets. You know, while we watch the Celtics on silent. Yeah, probably probably better that way because I'm gonna start yelling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. No, we don't want. I don't. We don't want anybody yelling during the show. Maybe. So, um, Chris Evans' dick was in the news. Oh wow! Yeah, somebody hacked his phone. Uh oh! And they saw his wiener. Is that going to be part of like dick news later on, or are we just throwing that out there? You know, now that I think about it, it probably would have been a fitting dick news. But I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm just gonna let the man have his privacy. All right, all right. That's fair. Well, I mean, you brought it up, so I didn't know. If I we're did. Like, if we're like teasing, teasing I dicks. Think I think every female listener just Googled at the same time. <laughs> so we just, so nobody's listening now anyway. They've already <laughs> shut it off. We've already shut it off. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the so- Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained, and all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like being the guy who has to clean the casting couch. Ah. Yeah. Not the, like, gross, like, illegal crimes one, just the one they use in, in the porn shoots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Nobody was going illegal. Nobody yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I'm glad they use a leather one, but still. Eesh. You sit down on it in the summer, you don't know if you're sticking to it because it's hot out or because you, uh. you got some love glue on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, that, wasn't, that a, wasn't that a kiss song, Love Glue? The whole song is just about Peter Chris's face paint. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, my name is Sarge, and with me is Maynard. Jordan's not here because he had to work or some crap. But Laura's here. So Hello. Hi, Laura. And uh, no one else. It's just going to be the three of us tonight. Wow. We're all on Twitter. I'm Skeleton a, crew. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going light tonight. We're going to see if we're more streamlined this way. I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules with a Z. And no, Laura, S. S is no Z. It's an S? I thought yeah, it was a Z. Yeah, dude. No, come on. It's not the oh, 80s. It's Maynard Rules with an E, though. Maynard with an E. And then uh, Laura is at Nature underscore B underscore Laura. And uh, that's that's us. We're, uh, we're also on SoundCloud and Spotify and wherever else you can find podcasts. But you can only review us on iTunes. And I would strongly suggest you do that. Cause yeah, that get help. in there. And if you really, really like the show, you can hit us up on Patreon at Saj the Destroyer. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Saj the Destroyer. We have a Teespring. The link to that will be in the show notes. Yes. Um, please get T-shirts uh, if you can afford it. I know a lot of people might be out of work right now. So if you can't support the show and you can't buy a T-shirt, that's okay. We still love you and we still want you to keep listening. Tweets are free and we like those too. Yeah, you could just tweet at us and say, yeah. hey, great, great job. You know, now that I think about it, I didn't do any research for this show. That's oh, all right. I got gotcha. you. I, I did some. Oh, all right. Well, um, in that case, if you want to email us, you can email us at uh, citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. And now that that's out of the way, buckle up, gang, because Maynard has a story. <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. Wow. Do I take a sip first? Like before? You can okay. if you want. It's really more because it sounds cool in the microphone. Yeah, yeah. I like the way it sounds. It's not as good with a bottle. So I do the bottle one sometimes. No, it, and 
Yeah, see, it's quiet. Yes, yeah, no, that 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 was a little louder. So yeah, but anyway, so we're gonna take a trip back to one of the best decades ever, the eighties. Hell yeah, yeah. So the year was nineteen eighty-two. Commodore sixty-four computers started showing up in people's homes, and subsequently their trash cans in nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> <laughs> I love rock and roll. Eye of the Tiger, Tainted Love were topping the charts. MTV was a year old and still cool, and full of mullets and Aquanet. And oh, everyone you've it. ever known named Jennifer, Jessica, Amanda, Sarah, Melissa, Michael, Chris, Topher, Matthew, Jason, David had a seventy-five percent chance of being born in nineteen eighty-two. Topher, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not a. That's not a stat I looked up. Those are just the most popular names that year. So, I Topher kind of sounds like, like a mix between a turkey and a gopher. <laughs> Topher Grace, man, most it's famous. It's true, Topher. actually. I think he's the same age as me too. Yeah, yeah. So, what year were you born? Eighty-two. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Valley Girls were all their age, and like seriously, movies like Fast Times at Ridgemont High prove that. All right, dude. You know, uh, it was. Um, Frank Zappa's daughter, who invented the Valley Girl, what's her name? Like Moon? I don't know. Mo- yeah, Moon. Moon, moon Unit. I think moon Unit. <laughs> no, I think that was really her name. I think her name moon was something. Moon Unit Zappa. But uh, she was on. Uh, she did a song for him. He did a song called Valley Girls, and she was the girl who did the voiceover. Wow. All right, I did not know that. See, we were already learning new stuff. Fun fact. Fun fact, indeed. Um. So, you know, while comedies like Fast Times, Airplane 2, 48 Hours, Porky's, The Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Actually, I don't think that was a comedy, but it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. Those movies dominated theaters, but America also had a salacious appetite for sci-fi and horror. And one enterprising young man who was a huge fan of Catcher in the Rye and Jodie Foster didn't have such a great 1982. <laughs> no. No, he didn't. Um... Anywho, uh, (laughs) E.T. was uh, the biggest movie of the year. So while horror and sci-fi like Creepshow, The Thing, Amityville Horror 2, Halloween 2, Friday the 13th Part 3, Tron, Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan, Blade Runner, those all came out the same year. Jesus, really? Yeah, can we go back there? Wow, Tron and Blade Runner come out the same year. Because I feel like the technology, like the the look of Blade Runner, I, I would feel like would be like 1986 or later. Yeah, same year. Um, wow. Also, Conan the Barbarian, Rocky Three, Secret and Nim, and the Dark Crystal. If you want to throw a few more in there, Rocky Three, Rocky Three, yeah. Wow, that's the one with. Um, is that Mister T? No, that was. Uh, uh, yeah, it was Mister T. Sorry. Yeah, it was yes, Mister yes, T. Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, Rocky Four was the Russian. Yep. Clubbing. <laughs> Beautiful. Eat my cereal. Um. <laughs> uh, that was terrible cereal, by the way. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman liked it. Didn't it? it had all the sharpness of Captain Crunch, but none of the <laughs> crunchiness of Captain Crunch. <laughs> so, another horror movie that debuted in 1982 was a film called Poltergeist. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Yeah, so... We won't get too much into the plot details for Poltergeist... One of Craig T. Nelson's finest vehicles, yes. really. Oh, yeah, Coach. Got to love that and Coach, you know. So if you're younger than 35 and you're listening to this and or you haven't seen this movie, like I'd just consider this like a half-assed trailer for the movie. Okay, all right. It's not really going to give away much, but 
I don't know if there's much plot to give away in those movies, really. But I mean, it's kind of hard not to do a spoiler for a movie called Poltergeist. Right. You know what's going to happen. You know it's not a love story. Tom Hanks isn't meeting Meg Ryan in Seattle on this one. Nope. Film's about a family, two parents, and three kids who move into a house that was built on an ancient American Indian burial ground. Classic. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. have all sorts of spooky shit happen to them, like a toy clown attacking a little boy, a bleeding tree... A TV that just wouldn't fucking work, but that's pretty much every TV in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to slap it on yeah. the side, and then it works fine. You know, I don't think she ever tried that. Anyway, and a portly old lady who saved everyone's ass. Twice, a, I think. A yeah. tiny portly old yeah, lady. Yeah, She could Carolina. fit in my pocket. <laughs> she could have. So, the, I mean, the clown alone was scary as fuck for its time, and like, because of this, the film was actually given an R rating. But back then, that was the kiss of death because the teenagers couldn't get into the movie, so they protested and got it down to PG because PG-13 did not exist at the time. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Any guesses from you guys as to what the first PG-13 movie ever was? No no Googling. Um, Revenge of the Nerds? No, that was R. Really? Yep. Well, the thing that's tough about the 80s is that I don't think they really knew what to do with PG-13 movies. No. Because I remember a great deal of PG-13 movies still had tits in them. Well, right, because that was the bridge between R and, you know, they maybe allowed, like, one fuck and, like, a boob or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, you never saw, like, you never saw, like, full frontal, but, like, Airplane was, Airplane was PG. That was PG because yeah. that was in the 70s. And there was giant boobs, like, right in the middle <laughs> when the plane starts <laughs> yeah. shaking and the lady comes by. But, uh, yeah, I always remember watching those movies um, with my parents and being really uncomfortable. Yeah. But they're La- like, no, it's PG-13, so you just need yeah. a par- you know parental guidance. Laura, any guesses? First PG-13 movie? I have no idea. The first PG-13 movie ever starred Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, among others, who had the time of their lives. Oh. Fighting off Russian invaders from Cuba in a small town in Colorado when the 1984 <laughs> hit Red Dawn. <laughs> You got me. I really thought you were going to say Dirty Dancing. Nobody I was like, really? Is it the abortion part that <laughs> made that movie bad? I don't understand. Nobody puts baby in a corner, but nobody also lets Russians hang out in the Rockies. <laughs> until 2016, anyway. Nobody puts baby in a corner, but she can certainly <laughs> dig a foxhole. <laughs> I also vividly remember the movie uh, Dreamscape with Dennis Quaid. That was kind of like a horror, like weird movie that came out in the mid-80s. That was one of the first PG-13 movies. I don't even think Dennis Quaid remembers that movie. Yeah, it was pretty... Go go watch it. It's, it's a pretty screwy movie. Is it like Lawnmower Man? No, the uh, Barry's doing some weird stuff over there by your feet. He's tearing up tissues and stuff. Oh, no, man. uh... It was one of those movies where they go into people's dreams, you know, like... They, in, Inception. In, in like, it was It was the first Inception. Yeah, but it was weird. It was, it was, like, not well done Inception. It was 80s effects. Well, yeah, they can't spin around that hallway yeah, and have yeah, Joseph, no. Gordon, Gordon Lev- Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing that Spider-Man thing he was doing. No, they found, like, Satan and all this stuff. Like, they're doing all the all the 80s movies. I got no problem with that. Yeah, I, th- I think in that movie it was PG-13 because they said the word fuck once and showed some 80s boobs. So Okay, yeah, all right. So. Did you ever notice how 80s boobs were kind of pointy, like uh, torpedoes? You know, I just I was that, that was in my notes. I was like, you know, eighties boobs were just different. <laughs> I don't know how to describe different. it. They were just different. They were weird. Like not bad necessarily. It was just like boobs now are very different than they were in the eighties. Maybe they put on makeup back then. I don't know. Like just like <laughs> everywhere. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what they did to make. They didn't. They weren't quite into the plastic surgery yet. So I don't know. Mm. <laughs> 
Give me a Becky. Your boobs are doing that pointy torpedo thing. Let's get some blue eyeliner on them. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, E.T. was very successful that year, and while Steven Spielberg, who wrote and directed that movie, enjoyed the success, he was also the mastermind behind Poltergeist. Really? But he did not direct it because he was contractually obligated to E.T., but the movie was his screenplay, so he tapped Toby Hooper to direct the film, and he was on set as a producer. Oh, right. I remember yeah. now that Toby Hooper did that. The two uh, you know, the two super scary items that I was talking about, the tree and the, and the clown, were like two things that scared him as a kid, and like that's how they made oh, it nice. the movie. Yeah. Scared Toby Hooper or scared? No, S- Spielberg. Do you know Spielberg was an Eagle Scout? That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. He, uh, he gave up the, the badge, though, when they wouldn't allow gay people in the Boy Scouts. Oh. I'm just full of bullshit trivia tonight. Yeah, I guess so. I'm ruining the show. So that movie was a huge success. It was the eighth highest grossing film of 1982, which, you know, out of all those movies I just listed, like, that's pretty impressive, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a big deal. And when you hear titles like Airplane 2, Halloween 2, Friday the 13th 3, blah, 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 you know what's going to happen. It was like the year of the sequel. You're going to have Poltergeist sequels. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Frankly, I think the second one was scarier than the first one. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. So there were a total of three of them, and there were multiple cast members that were not available for subsequent sequels because they died untimely deaths soon after filming the movies. Yes, they did. And that's where we're going with this, too. So if you haven't seen the movies, there were three children in the first Poltergeist movie. Dana, the oldest sister, Robbie, the middle child, and Carol Ann, who was like the star of the movie, and she was the youngest. You know, they're here. Right, right, right. TV. So, that brings us to the untimely death of Dominique Dunn, who played the oldest sister, Dana. In 1982, she was separated from her boyfriend, John Sweeney. In November of that year, Sweeney showed up at her house, pleading for her to take him back. She refused, and Sweeney grabbed her by the neck, choked her to death, and left her to die in her own driveway in Hollywood. Unbelievable. He was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. That's fucked. And he was released after three years and seven months. They're like, well, you know, he learned his lesson. Yeah, he won't do that again. Unbelievable. So this wouldn't seem so out of the ordinary. I mean, it is because somebody died, but if not for the fact that later on two more cast members would also die within the next couple of years. So technically uh, three more. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. Okay. I just meant the one of them is further along. So. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So in Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, came out in 86. It was another box office smash, taking in $40 million, but as it happened, it didn't quite receive the critical acclaim, and if you've seen it, you know why. Um, <laughs> this one actually was rated PG-13. And okay. Quick story for me, I saw the movie when I was nine in the theater, because the 80s. Yeah, of course. And this was because my buddy's father took us in one of those like weird like uh, school bus van type things, like 10 of us, because he drove one of them. Are you sure your friend's dad wasn't Cropsy? No, no, it was, it, <laughs> it was not Cropsy. Call back. I mean, I mean, I can't prove that he wasn't, but <laughs> he took us to the movies, and we saw that for the for the birthday party. And I'll never forget my little brother, which would mean he was like seven at the time, was holding a popcorn bucket over his face so he couldn't see Craig T. Nelson puke up a demon that grew in his stomach. Wow. Yeah. And how'd the demon get there, you asked? Well... Coach was possessed by a demon spirit that wanted the evil preacher named Cain into his house, but Coach wasn't having it, so the evil spirit possessed him and made him drink a bottle of tequila with a worm at the bottom, and the little worm turned into a demon in his belly, and it wanted out. Nothing like seeing that on a 40-foot movie screen in Dolby Stereo, nine years old, right? 
I feel like I feel like a lot went into that decision making when he could have <laughs> literally eaten anything else. I mean, I also feel like if the spirit wanted the guy in the house that bad, he could have got him in the basement window or something. But <laughs> let me see if I got this straight. The spirit <laughs> could get Craig T. Nelson to drink an entire bottle of tequila and eat the worm, but couldn't get Craig T. Nelson to hold open a screen door. Nope, couldn't do it. Huh? He had to go the hard way in the eighties. <laughs> Can I just so. make a comment, though? 80s <laughs> parents are the worst parents ever. Oh, they were. They were awful. I remember going to a, a birthday party for a friend of mine in first grade, and we watched the Freddy Krueger movies. Yeah. I was like, like seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one, like I said, the 80s. Yeah, and it's not like we were doing this without his parents' permission. They're the ones who went to Blockbuster to get the movies for yeah. us. This kid's father drove us to the theater and took us, and we all got into a PG-13 movie because we were with him. Unbelievable. But yeah, were, uh, these kids are with us. <clears throat> so for that movie, the entire original cast returned except for Dominique Dunn, and two new characters were introduced in part two, and both of those new characters suffered untimely deaths. Well, the actors did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julian Beck, who played the creepiest fuck preacher that I was just talking about named Kane, he died in 1985 after filming of the movie was complete. If you watch the movie once, you know, you'll have that little song he sings stuck in your head. Yep. God is in. I don't know the words, but... You know the thing about him that's interesting, too, is that he actually was really involved in this big theater movement in the 1960s. Yeah, yeah. And he inspired uh, uh, somebody very famous with his with his theater movement. And uh, what was interesting about it is that Julian Beck got arrested a number of times uh, for indecent exposure because part of his, his... It was called The Living Theater. One of the plays they did... Everybody on the stage talks about uh, things that you're not supposed to do while taking off their clothes. <laughs> the person he inspired later went on to get arrested for exposing his genitals on stage years later. And that person was Jim Morrison. Wow. Yeah, crazy, right? You are full of random trivia tonight. Oh, dude. If it involves showing your balls to someone, I'm a fucking expert. <laughs> You must have liked the movie Waiting, then. <laughs> <laughs> the create, Batwing is real, your, by the way. Create the your own ball showing game. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1983, oh. he had been diagnosed with stomach cancer, and it ultimately took his life following the completion of Part 2, so he, he never saw the movie. Yeah, um, he was actually really sick when they were filming, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looked it. And he'd, oh, yeah, God, he looked like a, he, he was, was only horrifying. 60 years old. Like, he yeah, looked, he looked way yeah, older than he, that. He, he looked ancient in that movie. So the following year in 87, Will Sampson, who played Taylor, the Native American shaman, the guy who was pretty much the adversary of Kane in the movie and yeah, yeah. the family, he died after an undergoing a you know standard heart-lung transplant. So, I mean... Yeah, just a standard... Know, yeah. Just your average, everyday new organs. So he died of post-operative kidney failure, which that's going to happen when yeah, you're moving pretty, your two biggest yeah. organs around. And he also had, like, autoimmune disease. So, you know, th those were two deaths that weren't really out of the ordinary on their own because they've... Yeah, but they they But you pile that on top of, you know, the girl that died from the from the previous movie. Now you have three people that died. Yeah. Within the 5 years of It's a very crowded grave years. they got there. Yeah. That's awful. Not to mention the fact that uh Samson was actually to have was also said to have performed an authentic exorcism after shooting wrapped up one night just for fun. Cuz he knew how to do it. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Because that's what people do on the sets of horror movies which have already had cast members die, right? So, 
we're not at the most shocking cast member death of the Poltergeist films yet. And I know we're sitting here, you know, telling 80 stories, joking and everything, but this next one, which we all know, but people listening might not, is really sad because the youngest cast member, Heather O'Rourke, who, like I said, was the star of all these movies, died at the age of 12. Yeah. So. That's awful. Let's go to break, and we will talk about Heather's story when we come back. All right. Hi. Sarge here from... Uh, for fuck's sake, you know where I'm from. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to remind you all that um, we got a Teespring. And even though you're broke and you're stuck in your house, if you wanted a cool T-shirt to be stuck in your house in, uh, if you use the promo code we love you, that's all one word, W-E-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U, you'll get free shipping on a shirt from us. And you can, uh, you can wear while you pretend you're at the beach, but you're really just... Pouring salt water into your bath and sticking your feet in there. Maybe throwing a couple of floating sharks. Listen, I don't want to tell you how to have a good time, but God, I hope you're drinking. Anyway, uh, long story short, we love you. Please take care of yourselves. Stay in the house. Wear a mask. And, uh, I don't know, vote, probably, when that comes around. It'll probably come around before our next episode. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And we're back. We are? That was a long break. Wow, that was. Felt like an eternity. Yeah, Laura had to go bench press a car. Again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it was a beetle, so it wasn't like she was. Yeah, no, it's, you know. We're Let's not get crazy. <laughs> I mean, you got you to keep those arms in shape, right? Yeah. Yeah. For, for, for hiking. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I hike on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Full handstands all the way to the peak. Now you're just showing <laughs> off. You should see her hands are so calloused. <laughs> Feet soft as a baby's butt, but her hands. <laughs> All right. So so now now that I've made yeah, a joke, let's, made a get joke. The let's, let's get into the horrible death what of a child. This poor child. Uh, so in June of 1987, Heather O'Rourke, who was now 11, was wrapping up filming in Pol- of Poltergeist 3. Earlier in the year, she had swelling in her hands and feet. She complained of flu-like symptoms. They diagnosed her with the flu, which was wrong. They misdiagnosed her with Crohn's disease, but her symptoms continued. She was on medication the entire time she shot the movie, but she was able to go on with no issues. You may have noticed her face was a little puffy in that movie, and that was why. Yep. Um... Then on January 31st, 1988, after a spell of not being able to keep anything down, she collapsed in her house. She woke back up, but she was uh, taken away in an ambulance, and she suffered a cardiac arrest due to septic shock on her way to the hospital. Jesus. After being airlifted to a children's hospital in San Diego, I think they were in Arizona, I want to say. Okay. Um, she died during the operation to correct a bowel obstruction. Wow. And it was later believed that she'd been suffering from a congenital... Intestinal abnormality. Fuck. Yeah, that is... I mean, I knew she died. I just didn't know how horrible it was. That is... And it's probably why they couldn't, you know, figure out what it was, because how's a kid going to articulate that, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a little dark for a comedy podcast, but... Not, probably not, I mean, if probably not the darkest thing. No, it's definitely not the darkest thing. We, we covered we covered a baby murder in one of our episodes, right. so... But, um, but yeah, that's just that's that poor kid. It just breaks my heart. Yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know if you guys remember this as as a kid because you were you're younger and probably weren't. You were only you were born in eighty two. You were only five or six, which yeah, you know, four yeah. or five. No, or I don't. I don't. Yeah. I I remember hearing about it, but obviously much later. Yeah, 
Well, I was in sixth grade, and you know, of course, that was all the talk amongst you know all the all the kids. It's somebody we'd all kind of essentially grown up watching, like, yeah, died, and of course. Back then, kids are just telling stories and right, you know things right. go off the chain as to how she actually died. And well, I heard it was a ghost from the movie. And, you know, yeah. stupid, stupid things I like that. I literally thought it was a ghost from the movie. I, I <laughs> until you told me that story. Wow, really? I'm like, see, I thought I thought it was some kind of like, you know, ghost on the set or something, and it was like some freak accident. Well, there was a lot of lore from movies it, back well, then. Well, yeah, of you course. Didn't really have the internet, so everything was kind of word of mouth. Yeah, it was like what you read somewhere, and then it got like you know, new, like a phone, you know, phone tag, and you know, by the oh, time yeah, it's yeah. done, like, because you got the ghost at three, three men and a baby. Yeah, yeah, which was like a cardboard cutout, but like, oh my god. Yeah, I was, was like, I was a little boy when that happened, and my fucking you were the little boy. <laughs> my fucking parents, uh, again, '80s parents winners. <laughs> they're the ones who were like, oh, there's a ghost in this movie. And so they paused it right when you see the ghost, but you know, like you know, obviously, eighties movies aren't exactly high definition. Yeah, and it's so like all you blurry. see is this haunted <laughs> child in the back. It looked like Jared Kushner. <laughs> I had think a it, it fucking was fucking heart attack. <laughs> That's where they found him. But there were so many crazy, crazy rumors from back then. I mean, you had you had the ghost from Three Men and a Baby. You had Richard Gere putting a hamster up his beehole, and you had uh, Rod Stewart swallowing so much sperm that he had to get his stomach pumped. I didn't know about that what? one. Yeah, that was a big one, and All that one. Those things I didn't need to. They know. always recycle that that rumor, because I heard the same thing about Gwen Stefani when I was in middle school. <laughs> and uh, no, 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 at first it was the uh, lead singer of Garbage, Shirley Manson, in middle school, and then in high school I heard Shirley about Manson Gwen was Stefani. a saint. Oh yeah, of course she happen. was. Yeah, she dated Gavin Rosdale before Gwen Stefani. You know what? Ooh. You know what it is. Common theme here: Gavin Rosdale. Um, it's all his it's fault. If we find out that Gavin Rosdale hung out with Rod Stewart back in the day, we got <laughs> trouble. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. All I'm saying is, so. <laughs> if Gavin Rosdale <laughs> offers you a glass of milk, don't take it. Don't take it. Yeah, don't take it. <laughs> so, so as you alluded to, there is one more death to talk about. This one didn't happen until 2009, though. But actor Lou Perryman, who played Pugsley, like a construction worker in the original Poltergeist, was killed in his home in Austin, Texas, by a 26-year-old man named Seth Christopher Tatum. If you have three names, you're a serial killer, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tatum had recently been released from prison for aggravated robbery. He'd gone off his medication, and he'd been drinking. He confessed that he'd broken into Perryman's home, and he killed him with an axe. Fucking shit. Yeah. I did not know about this. He was 71 years old. I mean, he like I said, it was 2009. That's nuts. No, I knew about Will Sampson, uh, Julian Beck... Um, the girl who played Dana, I forget what you yeah. said her name was. Dominique. And, uh, yeah, Heather O'Rourke. Those are the only ones I knew about. I had no idea. Shit. That's nuts. Yeah. So, you know, we've established that there's five actors in these horror movies that died in real life. So I'm just, you know, you alluded to this. This is where I said you spoiled it earlier. But so do we think there's anything besides the subject matter of the movies themselves that led to any sort of curse on these people? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sorry to I'm sorry I ruined. No, nope, you didn't ruin the lead on that one. You didn't ruin it because this is, th- this is this is something I never knew until recently, that allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, Spielberg used actual human skeletons as props in an attempt to save money because at the time it was cheaper than using uh, plastic skeletons. Both. How fucked up is it that you die and you're worth less than a plastic skeleton? Well, 
see, you know, and it makes you wonder, like, whose skeletons were these? Where are they coming from? So, but like I said, both Joe Beth Williams, who played the mother, said she's, you know, said that. But Oliver Robbins, who played the the middle uh, brother, he confirmed that they used skeletons too. And he said in an interview in 2015, "quote Those skeletons were real, and as a kid, I thought they were really cool. I'm sure they added hair and things to them, but they weren't shipped in from foreign countries with scabs and skin hanging off. I'm pretty sure of that." Jesus fucking Christ. So, wait, these, like, that's the part that got me. I was like, wait, wait, wait. They, they were shipped in from foreign countries? Like, who were the people? And they had skin hanging off. No, that's no, no. a he, problem. No, he said that they, they probably didn't and that those were added after. Oh, 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 oh. No, I get it. Okay. But still, you, they, they shipped in. Like, how do you, you go on the black market and get skeletons for movie props back in the 80s? You want skeleton? Give me five <laughs> minutes. Grandma, come here. Like, how does that happen? That's amazing. That makes me that makes me so uncomfortable, but also a little excited because think of the shit we could buy for the show. Well, <laughs> no, I don't Not think you can do here. that anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. We wouldn't keep the skeleton in the house. We keep the skeleton in the backyard to ward off turkeys. I'm sure that's what they did too. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is that. Uh, Joe Beth Williams also claimed that during filming, she'd come home every day to find pictures were all crooked on her wall, even though she'd straighten them every single day. Did now, she live in California? That, well, that that's, could the first, be the that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, well, was she in California? Because it's not exactly stable ground there. There's just there. There. Yeah. Yeah. Things so, happen in California. So that one I'm not putting too much stock in, but it's, it's there. Okay. And that clown, that friggin' scary clown that like almost killed the kid in the movie. Later grew up to be the... Uh, the jigsaw puppet. <laughs> Where are they now? I don't Where remember are they now? the clown. I gotta look but it up. The clown was was probably when I was a kid. That was the scariest part. Oh yeah. Now, now the scariest part is that Craig T. Nelson went on to do Coach. <laughs> yeah. After that, but that clown almost actually killed Oliver Robbins, the actor, while they were filming that scene where it attacks him. Oh yeah, because it wraps around his it, neck. Right? Yeah, it was a mechanical <gasps> oh, clown. That clown. And there was a malfunction with it, which caused it to nearly choke him to death. Like, everyone on the set thought he was, like, going for the Oscar, and then he started turning blue, and they were like, oh, God, and they pulled it off him. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that just brought back memories. So he he said in that same interview, quote, I haven't seen that clown since I acted with it, but they actually made three clowns for the movie, and people told me that one is behind the glass at the Planet Hollywood Hotel in Las Vegas. He's like, it was back in the day before CGI, so almost all the effects were practical effects, which is an actor you had to try to simulate. So whenever the clown was on top of me, I had to hold it against my body but make it seem like the clown was actually strangling me. Also, name of my sex tape. <laughs> whenever the clown was on top of me. <laughs> and I'd read something else that uh, they actually shot it all in reverse. So he had to, like, push it towards him to make it look like, you know, and then they didn't reverse like they were Oh, pulling. got it, got so it. So he was pushing down, and the thing was malfunctioning and pressing on his neck when he was Fuck. trying to pull it away from him. And it's like, yeah, so... Jesus. Goddamn clown. Oh, God. <clears throat> and uh, we were saying during the break that it, the one thing I actually didn't know was uh, in part three, when they were shooting that, there was a scene where the cars are chasing people and the car explodes. Actually, that ended up setting the whole set on fire. And all, <laughs> and it, it all they need to rescue a crew member and a few cameras. And uh, just to, to add to the to the craziness, so Steven Spielberg has not had a lot of luck with horror movies. Not only is there the the supposed uh, uh, poltergeist curse, but also he was a huge fan of uh, Paranormal Activity. Oh. But when he was given the DVD to watch it, 
Like shot out and hit him in the neck? No. <laughs> Blood spurting everywhere. <laughs> this is how an artist dies. <laughs> no, um, the, the door to his office locked, and he couldn't get out. He really thought for a brief time that the DVD was uh, haunted. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, It's IMDb, folks. Check it out. It's uh, definitely an amazing website with all kinds of cool trivia. Yeah. Um, and then you also find out that uh, the boyfriend in Paranormal Activity is not nearly as much of a piece of shit in real life. But you'll find that out later. Oh. Um. So now we're going to get into a couple of weird things that happened after the movie that don't involve death. Okay. Okay. But almost do. So, like weirder than acting with Dick Van Dyke's brother in a movie about a Michigan football team? TV show, TV show, sorry. Uh, Coach. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yes, weirder than that. How did you forget Dick Van Dyke's brother? I forgot about the Dick Van Dyke's brother thing. Was Joe Beth Williams in Coach? No, if you just said Dauber, I would have been okay. But Dauber's the tall guy. Yes, yes. Okay. No, I know. I know. Yeah, that that was a sidekick, <laughs> kind of dumb guy, Dauber. I'm gonna say ninety percent of the people listening to this <laughs> right now are like, "What the fuck is Coach?" I don't know. I feel like our audience is a bit older. I don't. I don't know. Give, give us a shout, but uh, we're old, so you know. Stay tuned. Next yeah. episode, we're gonna talk about Major Dad. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we'll <laughs> dedicate an entire episode to TikTok weirdos. I don't know. <laughs> Anywho, so there was uh, an actor named Richard Lawson who was in the original Poltergeist. Who's actually he's one of those guys who's been like in every movie. He's still he was in Grey's Anatomy recently. Like that guy is he's, he's a he's still going. Yeah, he's a well known character actor. He's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so he's like he's like Clint Howard. He's yeah, been in exactly. everything. Yeah, he's been in everything. So in 1992, Richard Lawson boarded a f- boarded flight 405 to Cleveland out of uh, LaGuardia. Many passengers on board reported feeling uneasy for some reason before the flight. We only know this because they spoke up after I'm about to tell you what happened. Was so. it Richard Lawson's cologne? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, he was bumped up to first class after a flight attendant recognized him because he's one of those guys who was in everything, including MacGyver. So, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so this upgraded him not only to first class, but it also upgraded him to keeping his life. Because the plane crashed into the bay after a failed takeoff from LaGuardia Airport with its passengers trapped in their seats. 27 of those people died, including someone in Lawson's original assigned row. Holy shit. If he hadn't been bumped up to first class, obviously he'd be dead. Back to the passenger quotes, and this was in the New York Times in 1992, said some passengers described eerie sensations that something was not quite right with this flight. Can we just put a circle of healing around <laughs> Steven Spielberg just to protect him? Yeah. And Toby Hooper, we might as well protect him, too. Yeah, no, totally. Fuck. So, f- finally, this is going to wrap up the is. This one's a little little longer, but... Name my sex tape. We're, we're going to talk about a Cabbage Patch doll. So, in a People Magazine article in 1986, Heather O'Rourke... Revealed that she had eighteen Cabbage Patch dolls. Those were like yeah, they were all the rage. Yeah, back they then. were super expensive back in the day. Yeah, so that you know she was a successful child actor, and that was probably one of her spoils. Yeah, loved Cabbage Patch dolls. Her parents were like, all right, well you can spend your money on Cabbage Patch dolls. So here's yeah. eighteen of them, kid. Anyone else find it weird that Xavier Roberts signed the butt chica all of those? <laughs> <laughs> Any yeah. Weird, right? Yeah, yeah. 
I, I can't believe you remember the guy who actually made Cabbage Patch Kids. I, I, just, I almost said Garbage Pail Kids. You know, I can remember that, <laughs> but uh, if you ask me my kids' birthdays, totally <laughs> lost right now. I don't know their birthdays, but Xavier Roberts, man, the Cabbage Patch doll, that guy, genius. So, in 2014, a family from Sacramento claimed to have experienced horrifying events after purchasing one of these Cabbage Patch dolls that belonged to her on eBay. It was a verified purchase on eBay that it belonged to Heather O'Rourke. It was one of her Cabbage Patch dolls. So, wow. the person that bought it was a husband and wife. The husband, Dusty wrote a letter to a paranormal investigator describing all of the events. He said that since he and his wife, Jamie Lynn, were huge fans of Poltergeist, and they, ex- they excitedly bought the doll after e- off of eBay, soon after terrible things started happening to them and to their families. So before we get to dick news, we're going to close this story out by reading the letter that Dusty McCabbage Patch Kid wrote to the paranormal investigator. And we're going to ignore that anyone ever rebooted Poltergeist, by the way. It All didn't right. happen much All like right. the Karate Kid 4 or Rocky 5. You know, I love Sam Rockwell, but uh, no, didn't unacceptable. Happen. Didn't happen. Nope. I'm sorry. Can we just, just for a second. Sure. The Cabbage Patch doll. Yes. The thing where its fingers are stitched together wrote <laughs> something. <laughs> did it. It's good. Okay. Wait, what did it write? Uh, you said the Cabbage Patch doll wrote a letter. No, no, no. The guy that bought it wrote a letter. That is not what you... We're going to play that back, <laughs> and I'm keeping no, it I, in. I called him Dusty McCabbage Patch Kid. Oh, The guy's name oh. was Dusty. I thought the Cabbage Patch Kid's name oh, was no, Dusty. Oh, no, no. Because that was the fucked up thing about Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> is they yeah, all yeah. came with a name, yeah. And I think Dusty was one and of them. And you were stuck with it. No, it may, maybe he was named after a Cabbage Patch doll. I don't know. Mine was named Cecil. But he actually had That's a... That's another one. He I had Cecil. He had a... Uh, Whatever, let's just get to the letter. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. The letter. On Monday, October 27th, 2014, I received a text message from my wife, Jamie Lynn. She asked how much I would be willing to pay for a Cabbage Patch Kid that had belonged to Heather O'Rourke. As a huge fan of the Poltergeist movies, I even have a tattoo of Carol Ann sitting in front of the TV. That's fucked. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a cool tattoo, <laughs> yeah. but at the same time, like, sort of a weird thing to put tattoo on your body. Yeah. And this is coming from a guy who has bats from a Hunter S. Thompson book Yeah, tattooed on himself. Yeah, but none of those bats died an untimely death when they were 12. No, 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 no. No. So, so he said, my response was anything. My wife was able to purchase the doll on eBay for $100. So, I That's guess. a good price, actually. Yeah, anything. That's, that's okay. Oh, 100 bucks. Yeah. all right. I think a regular vintage Cabbage Patch doll is like 100 yeah. bucks on eBay right now. Yeah, it's because whoever was getting rid of it knew... What shit was about to go down. This so, is like a monkey's paw, but real yeah. life. So I can't express how excited we were to have the ultimate horror fan collectible. The doll arrived on the 30th of October. We were in awe. Halloween day, we left for our anniversary trip to Reno. Our anniversary is November 1st. So these people are kind of haunted to begin with. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Let's go to Las Vegas, Junior. <laughs> While in Reno, I know from Sacramento. Right? Just, just go to Vegas, dude. Anyway. <laughs> Don't you have to drive through <laughs> yeah. Vegas to get to Reno? This guy's story, man. So while in Reno, we get a call that my wife's stepbrother been in a terrible accident while playing soccer. He ended up rupturing his spleen and had broken ribs. Due to internal bleeding, he was hospitalized for five days. Three days later, my father-in-law He's playing the wrong Ill. kind of soccer. Yeah. Within two days, he was in a coma. He was diagnosed with encephalitis. He remained in a coma for five or six days, and we almost lost him. Miraculously, he woke up and was released after a nine-day stint. 
He's still in rehab for brain damage. We thought we could be back to our lives after a very trying few weeks. On December 2nd, my wife found out that her childhood friend had committed suicide by gunshot. December 8th, our good friend Dawn died of heart failure. She was 33. Shortly after, my mother was having agonizing pain in her hip. She had surgery. On January 7th, my wife's uncle died of a heart attack. He had no known medical conditions. January 26th, my wife was hospitalized for a night with a rare intestinal infection. End of January, I left my job for a new company. February 12th, I was let go. February 14th, we had to put our dear dog Zeus down. Early March, our four-year-old Pomeranian lost a tooth. Is this guy a country singer? <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> Short, shortly after, my wife was told something was wrong with her heart, and they suspended her driver's license. She has to wear heart monitors for 24 hours a day, and they still don't know what's wrong. On March 27th, due to an error, Kern County Child Support levied my account right before a bunch of debit purchases and auto drafts cleared. This left us with a negative account balance of $2,000. My car broke down two days prior. Last week, the doctors notified my mother that the surgery not only failed, she had a fracture in her hip. She had hip replacement on April 8th. On top of all this, my wife and I have not gotten along. There's a constant tension in the air, and the topic of divorce has come up more than once. This is how our life has been the past five and a half months since we bought the doll. We're really looking forward to meeting you and hope we can find a resolution. P.S. Also on March 27th, my wife's stepdad became ill. His face was swollen. He was nauseous and urinating blood, most likely from a spider bite. Today we found out our little dog has Giardia, which is a microscopic parasite that causes diarrheal illness known as Giardiasis. Giardia is actually known as beaver fever <laughs> in the hiking community. <laughs> really? Yeah, you don't drink standing water because you might get beaver fever. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy could be full of shit, and it sounds like his dog was too. But <laughs> <laughs> No, the dog is definitely not. The dog is empty. <laughs> so... Like I said, it was a verified purchase. It belonged to her. This guy could have had some major shit, and it sounds like he was kind of might have had some problems before this. But yeah, there's a lot going on there. <laughs> a lot going on. But yeah, but if you see another one of those 18 dolls on eBay, you you might want to stay away from it. And I wonder if I could buy one for Roger Stone. <laughs> and throw it at him. Like, Here you go, buddy. Who did he write this letter to again? I'm sorry. A, par- a paranormal investigator. Oh, okay. Like, he was looking for answers because ever since he bought the doll, he was having oh, all these I, horrible I, I, things. I forgot so. that part. And in my mind, I'm like, is he trying to get, like, his money back and return it? Yeah, he wrote it to <laughs> eBay customer service. <laughs> it's like... Like, can I get my $100 back? This doll sucks. Hey, you guys do this refunds? Customer service guy number 253. We will get back to you in two, four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> oh, you want to return the doll? What's wrong with it? It's haunted. Oh, okay. <laughs> that happens all the time, actually. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So if he's not a country singer, he should think about it. So the, so the next time you're like firing through like cable TV and Poltergeist comes on or any of them, you can think about all these things we just talked about. And all that was tied to these three movies in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. You know, normally I would be the guy who's a skeptic. And I, I kind of came into this. Sort of with the, I was going to be like, oh, well, you know, the things happen. Um, uh, there's something. It's yeah. definitely something creepy going on. Yeah. I, see, I think it's the skeletons, man. You, can, you, you can't just get human skeletons delivered from a foreign country and not expect things to go wrong. Also, uh, don't forget the failure of the movie 1941 by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was shot in... 80, nope, 78. Forget it, forget it. 
1941 is not connected. No. Maybe the curse to 1941 is what caused the poltergeist curse. Oh, could be. There you go. <clears throat> so do we uh we got dick news tonight? We do. All right. Well, let's uh let's take a break and then we'll come back and do uh dick news. Yeah, all right. All right. Okay. So, um because Jordan couldn't be here, I had to do dick news. And uh I got a present for you. Oh. Shock news. Ah, ah shock geez. dicks, actually. Shock di- What? Shock dicks. Ready? Here is why sharks have two penises. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah. They got two of them. They got, he's got a spare? Yeah, it's a 15, uh, 2015 article from Gizmodo, <laughs> which is strange. Kind yeah, of a, they, they don't write about gadgets anymore. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess not. Well, they do. It's a different gadget. <laughs> So, um, cartilaginous fish like sharks and rays are blessed with something called claspers, the article says. It's uh, dual sperm-releasing tubes jutting out from their pelvic fins. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly the article just talks about um, why sharks have two penises, but uh, there is a gene that many animals, including humans, have called Sonic Hedgehog. No. I'm not fucking with you. The people who found this gene, that was the name they provided. Sonic Hedgehog. Or SHH, as it's commonly known. Was this around before or after the video game? I mean... Much further after the video game. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, It promotes cell growth that leads to the development of an organism's body. But... uh, University of Florida researchers have found out that prolonged exposure to the sonic hedgehog gene um, can cause you to grow two penises. Yeah. Yeah. So shark's got two dicks. I'm not playing Sega anymore. Yeah. And I'm certainly not going to fuck a shark. (laughs) I don't know what to do with one dick. Is Um, that just a shark gene or is it like a human gene too? I think the... So human beings have this gene, but Uh they... They don't have it a, as strong as a shark does. That's so weird. It's because we're smaller. And apparently, according to this article, um, and I, I don't necessarily know how they know this, but shark sex is apparently very aggressive. I mean, the sharks, everything they do is aggressive. Yeah, but this is this is a little bit, this is a little over the top, I think. Good yeah. movie. Over the top. <laughs> Another classic <laughs> 80s movie. For going Terrible on. porn, though. It's just people falling over the headboard. Uh, Not again. Um, But yeah, I thought that was uh, I thought that was a fitting shock news. Um, So here's another one. Uh, Oh boy, it is a picture too. Man who lost penis to blood infection has new one built on his arm. So this guy had a uh, infection in his perineum. You know the gooch. Yeah, yeah. The grundle. Yeah. Yeah, so um apparently he just kind of let it fucking fester for a while. Oh, you don't. That's just you just don't yeah. do that. His his fingers and toes started to turn black. But uh he didn't do anything about it until his dick turned black. What? Yeah, he uh his dick turned black and then fell off. Where does it say where the guys from? Uh British man, so Oh. 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 Teeth. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I want to know how he got the infection on his grundle. Was he like? Do you think he he was doing some manscaping and got a little overzealous? Dude, it was like Mr. Deeds, like uh, with the Blackfoot. <laughs> Come on to the Blackfoot. Very sneaky. <laughs> um. So yeah, he uh, he he lost his penis. It fell off, and so doctors grew a new one on his arm. And okay. yes, I know what you're thinking. What? And yes, there is a picture. <sighs> yeah, it, it's pixelated, so it looks like a Japanese porn. <laughs> and it's on his arm, so it looks like you know a Japanese porn <laughs> <laughs> on his arm. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a big one, and, and he got an extra two inches out of the deal. Well, I guess if that's gonna happen, you might yeah, as if well you're gonna give you what a, you want, yeah, you know? upgrade, you know. So w- with all the plastic surgery that you can do in the world and th- and things like this, like why d- d- to like, like if you were like a billionaire and you wanted a bigger penis, couldn't you just be like, throw it on the arm, man, and replace it? Yeah, like, yeah, could, just, you just get me like, a bigger one. Right, like if you, you know, had lots of disposable income, be like, look, I'm just not going to go outside for six months. Can we, uh, can we get this going? I think the thing that weirds me out mo- the most about this guy having a dick growing out of his arm is that it's on his forearm, and it's not even that far from his hand. How, how do you tell your arm to do that? Like, I don't all right, know. Grow dick right there. It, <laughs> it's kind of hauntingly big. Looking at this picture, I'm uncomfortable, and I, like, I, like, did they fire it up from scratch? Was it like a transplant that they just put there to grow because it had it was near like you know like it's got to be the skin must be yeah the so skin like, must be sim- similar. Or where did it come from? Like, does it? I don't know. Um, it's the stem cells. That's what it is. Right, they, so just, they, fi- they identify the cells that create that, and then they put that on the yeah. best place to grow. Sorry, this guy didn't yeah. deserve stem cells if he just let it fall off. Yeah, really. I mean, like, here's the thing that bothers pe- me pe- the most. Dying people are, need are stem cells. Are you going to show the picture? Or are you here's what bothers me the most. Before I show the picture, this is what annoys me. I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum. For years. Struggled. So you knew it was there. It's not like it shocked you. It wasn't a surprise infection. And then he says, when I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. That's when I knew it was bad. Ugh. All right. Well, hold on. Let me show you guys. Steal yourselves. Ready? Just like, uh, and he looks proud of himself too. He looks like an asshole. I'm sorry, he doesn't deserve it. Like uh, I'm looking at this picture. First of all, his shirt is far too tight. Well, he he looks like he also might have the money to to do this. So maybe maybe I'm correct. He's a mechanic. Oh, he's a mechanic. Yeah, huh? I mean, like mechanics make good money, but they right, don't right. make growing a dick on your arm money. <laughs> 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 so this guy, the picture is this guy Going leaning up. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that on my LinkedIn for, if I'm looking for a job. Be like, looking for growing a dick on your own money. What's your salary range? Uh, you know, growing a dick on my arm. <laughs> like, well, we don't know if we pay that, sir. <laughs> From now on, when somebody's got a hit on the radio, oh my God, you've got, you've got two dicks on your arm. This song's amazing. So, um, he's wearing a shirt that's way too tight. And he's leaning up against the wall. The guy looks like he's got to be in like his his mid fifties. And then and then he's just got his 
his sleeve rolled up and a dick dangling off his his forearm. It's like, it's just the whole thing looks wrong. It doesn't, I'm just uncomfortable with the entire thing that's happening right now. Anyway, um, so uh, he was completely uh, gutted when his penis just dropped off onto the floor. Uh, but his testicles remained intact, so that's oh, good. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Because uh, he would have had to grow those on his chin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks. He just, oh my God, this is the best line. <laughs> I hate him ready? so much. Ready? I just picked it up and put it in the bin, which is British for threw it away. He threw his penis out. Just oh imagine, God. imagine being someone looking for the redemption on some some like beer cans, and you open the guy's trash, and there's a black penis. This is like that King Missile song. <laughs> I saw it in a blanket out in the alley. He was selling it for a dollar. <laughs> oh, that song. Hold on, it gets penis. better. I went to the hospital, and they said the best thing they could do for me was roll it up, roll up the remaining stump like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking. I don't know. Maybe put some fucking bacitracin on your perineum, you fucking dipshit. For two years after losing my penis, I felt a shadow of a man. Well, yeah, most people would. Um, My life really fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much. Didn't see family and friends. Whoa, whoa, he drank too much? How the hell was he peeing? I don't know. Oh, there's a scar. Gotta be a colostomy bag or something. Yikes. So they have another picture. No. Yeah. It's showing his arm, and it, it doesn't look good. It's it's pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see it. Oh, God, it's so ugly. Okay, Um. so he found out from his doctor about the so-called penis master. <laughs> Professor David Ralph of London's University College Hospital. Um. They grew a dick on his arm and uh, gave me a glimmer of hope. And going back to being a normal bloke. You know, a normal bloke who ignores a very serious infection on his gooch. And his dick falls off. And so he gets gets it put on. You know, tale as old as time. Uh, yeah. The age old story. <laughs> age old story. <laughs> it's terrible. What a terrible Apparently person. Apparently he can also have sex now. No. What's it, it works. No. Yeah, but is it still on no. his arm, or is he? It's got to see this picture. So it's a picture of him with his arms crossed in front of him, and the penis is just kind of flopped over, <laughs> over uh. his forearms. So it's even better. Yeah, it looks like he wrote a. He, it looks like he wrote a, a like a porn manga in Japan. Yeah, you got to see this. Okay. All right. I mean, I to be clear, it is going back where it was supposed to go, right? He also requested an extra two inches, and the thing cost sixty-five thousand fucking dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about socialized medicine. I want this. Not many can say they have a designer penis. He said, "I I officially hate this guy." This is an article from the New York Post. I'm gonna stop reading because I'm just getting mad about it. At first, I was like, oh, this poor fucking guy. Like, what a terrible thing. And then I read that, like, you just let the infection go for a year. Yeah, or, it's, or two he's a years. terrible person. He's an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And a dick. 
He, now he's a dick. He's got dick arms. So, like, when he wakes up in the morning, if he has morning wood, does he poke himself in the <laughs> eye? <or>? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Again. It's, it's got to be tough when you wear short sleeves and you get arrested for indecent exposure. <laughs> does it say that he's married or, like, nah, I didn't. anything? I'm guessing right. he's probably not married. Yeah. I didn't he see he a wedding ring on either. his finger or his penis, so. <laughs> 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 All right. This is the last story. Firefighters use angle grinder to rescue man with penis caught in gym weight. Ah, uh, I okay. Here's the thing. Like one of those plates. Yeah, oh, yeah, God. yeah. So here's the thing. What is what is wrong with men? It's our. You can't take care of it. It's no, our. It's our. It pioneer, falls off, or you get stuck in things. It's our pioneer spirit. The same thing that made us discover the Louisiana Purchase and go all the way out to California is why we also like to put our penis inside of things. Anything, really. Uh, Yeah. The thing that bothers me about the gym weight is that, like, okay, you put your dick in a vacuum, like, theoretically something good should happen. A gym weight is cast iron. What are you doing? Yeah, why, why, why are you going anywhere near that? All right, I don't know. The Independent says that firefighters spent three hours using power tools to free a man with his penis trapped in a gym weight. Uh, The crew used an angle grinder and a circular saw, uh, and it was a a two-and-a-half-kilogram dumbbell disc. The guy was a weightlifter, by the way. Oh, so he was trying to, like, lift weights with his dick. Is that what he's trying to do? I don't know. sounds like it. You guys ready for the best part of the whole story? This whole thing happened in a place called Worms, Germany. (laughs) W-O-R-M-S. Oh, so it's some weird German. Yeah, yeah. Worms. They they used a hydraulic emergency tool often used to free uh, car car crash victims. Oh, he was totally trying to lift weights with it. The jaws of life. They They broke his dick free with the jaws of life. I love that the Worms Fire Department keeps popping up in this story. Um, and all they said all the, on the Facebook page, they were much nicer about the whole thing. They said, one person with a very sensitive part of their body trapped in a hole of a 2.5-kilogram dumbbell. And uh, perhaps wisely, the department offered no details on how the man became trapped, but cautioned, please don't imitate such actions. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do sort of thing. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Why would you stick your dick in a weight? Telling you, man, he he was he was trying to trying to get some exercise. Those Germans, man, they'll fuck anything. I mean, that was a really li- you know it's a relatively light weight if you're lifting with your arms. Yeah, so. it's like five pounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so probably a little bit less. Yeah, anything less than that, it's not even really a weight. So yeah, maybe he was just trying to do, maybe he was trying to do push-ups, like cock push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> just can only do uh, just one. He tripped, fell, the weight landed on his dick. <laughs> Maybe he was doing a ring toss. <laughs> I was just about to say, but I was like, should I say like, that? Oh! <laughs> oh, man. Well, we we talked about a 12-year-old dying and a guy fucking a weight. And another guy who grew a dick on his arm. So I yeah. think that's that's it for us. That's on par for us. That's yeah, good. that's a yeah, normal episode. A yeah, in a, in a haunted cabbage patch, though. So. A haunted cabbage yeah, don't patch, Don't forget so. that part. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. 
Um, please uh, visit uh, Teespring. Even if you don't want to buy anything, just check out the cool designs. Laura put a lot of work in. Um, and uh, that's it. I don't. I don't have anything else. So you're you're welcome, and uh, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>